welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we are revisiting all of those reality shows that only had one season. In some cases, unfortunately, in other cases, fortunately. Today, we're going to be discussing Filthy Rich Cattle Drive, Episode 3, A Calf Named Fred Siegel. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to fucking talk about. <laughs> First and it. foremost, before we even get into Twitter and house cleaning, we need to talk about E's erasure of Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. For those of you who aren't in the know, E is making a new show that is debuting in January called Relatively Famous Ranch Rules. And it is Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. It is the same production team. It's Joe Simpson. It's the guy from um, from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, it's all the same production people. It also takes place at the Saddleback Ranch. Um, the cast is also C-list celebrity children, including um, Haley um, Gerardo's sister, Hannah. So even one of the same family members. And they have mentioned nothing about filthy they're acting like it doesn't happen i've read 10 articles about this they mentioned the simple life numerous times they mentioned they say this could be the simple life for gen z and there's a lots of opportunity to have tons of spin-offs because they could do it different ranches and different kids i'm like what the fuck and then today i'm watching the show on the nbc app to take notes and they showed a commercial for it and again did not mention filthy rich cattle drive justice for filthy rich cattle drive i am pissed amen Although we are ahead of our time in our coverage of yeah, we are. cattle drive. So, and what I'm going to say to you guys is, um, I, obviously we won't cover the show, but I think I'm going to live tweet it. Nice. Yeah. I think I, cause I miss live tweeting. It's fun. So I think I'm going to live tweet this rip off, uh, relatively famous <laughs> ranch rules <laughs> as it airs, but I'm pissed and I haven't had a chance to, but I think I'm going to tweet, about it from the pod and at all of the stars of um, Filthy Rich Cattle Drive and say like justice for them. Yeah, totally. Like I can't believe not even one article said like, oh, by the way, Hannah's sister did this 15 years ago. Like nothing. Like they're acting like it never, ever, ever happened. And one of them even called it a groundbreaking new show. What the what? fuck? That's a Groundbreaking. Lie. It's the same show that already happened. Like uh, anyway, okay, whatever. Um, so that's my rant. <laughs> not happy about it um and then i have um i have some some twitter for us uh not a ton but a little bit um uh chris uh massy one tweeted us and said that he's never seen teen witch either which chris you were a bad gay like i don't like how is that fucking possible um and he's in to partake in our watch party <laughs> Um, and then Chris was in New York for work and he was in a lift and drove by the Eli Klein gallery and couldn't tell if there was a bowl of water out for the dogs or not. Everyone's fired. Everyone is fired. Um, he did say if the bowl was missing, he was sure he was going to have to count pebbles on the bonsai tree too. And I said, he'd probably <laughs> have to fuck Eli as well. <laughs> um, and then, um, let's see. And that's it. Like, so that's all of our, that's all of the Twitter. Wonderful. Well, so my hoedown lowdown this week <laughs> took me on another internet journey, y'all. These people, if they are not happening themselves, they have a lot of people near them. There's just a lot to research. And so this is the best that I could put together before Frank and I recorded today. But I, this is another person that everyone should just 
Google around and see where the internet takes you. Today's hoedown lowdown is one Courtenay Semmel. Ah, uh, so excited. So excited. Breakout star of the series. Oh my God. Okay. So Courtney was born November 11th, 1979 in Beverly Hills. As we know, she's the daughter of Yahoo CEO, Terry Semmel. And she got her Hollywood debut when she was 12 because she was in the movie Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis as quote, bratty kid. Okay. <laughs> that tracks good casting. Yeah, that does track. That does track. Um, so I couldn't find out where she went to high school and I was sort of surprised because I felt like it would have been some fancy thing, but I did find out that she went to Syracuse for school and okay. Courtney's wild days started then probably before, but I couldn't find anything earlier than Syracuse. But when I tried to read about her time at Syracuse, all that comes up is that she was rumored to have nude pictures and a sex tape from that time. <laughs> um, I what do you think that's true? Nude pictures for sure. But do you think the sex tape is true? Or do you think that was like a, I want to be Paris Hilton leak thing? I don't know. She, she is quite sexual, at least in her public persona. So I don't yeah. know. Um, but in interviews, she says, it's not true. She says like, I will, I would love to see them if they exist. And like, she kind of brushes it off, but it, I don't know. I could go either way on that. Yeah. Um, cause she, as I learned was quite a wild child. So, um, some of you may remember that in 2007, she was rumored to be the first girlfriend of Lindsay Lohan. So I think that was pre Samantha Ronson, which is interesting. Well, yeah, because if she was rumored to be the first girlfriend of Lindsay Lohan, then it would yeah. have to be pre-Samantha Ronson. Right. And so Courtney, as we said, now is very out um, and an LGBTQ advocate, but she admits that she never really came out that the tabloids kind of like did that for her. So I couldn't exactly, oh. so I couldn't figure out when her coming out was, but I assume that it was around 2007 with Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Because why would Courtney be in the tabloids if it weren't because she was banging someone more prominent? So not that long after the show. Right. Yeah. And then, so the thing about Courtney, I'm going to vacillate between calling her Courtney and Courtney. It's too hard. Um, she gives a lot of interviews and it's hard to know when she's telling the truth and when she's not. So she she kind of likes when people call her Lindsay Lohan's first girlfriend, but then in other interviews, she'll say, well, the rumored romance around our friendship ruined our friendship. Oh. And then it's like, well, why are you letting interviewers call you that then? That's strange. Yeah. So Courtney is still doing a little bit of that, to be honest. Um, so anyway, <laughs> famously, and this is where the internet journey really started. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Courtney also famously dated Casey Johnson, who is another heiress, obviously, to Johnson & Johnson, um, another famous wild child, and I believe friends of the Hiltons, like all of these young ladies at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and she and Casey had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, and it sounds like Casey had that with quite a few people, but they were together and in early 20, 2009, sorry, 2009, she reportedly set Casey's hair on fire while they were in a fight. That tracks. 
Yes. So she adamantly denies it. However, this is what came about after those rumors came out. So that was in January. Her father famously cut her off in February. So just weeks later. And then weeks after her father cut her off, Courtney went to rehab for, quote, exhaustion. Oh, so if you go to rehab for exhaustion, is it so you can give up staying awake? Like, what are you addicted to exactly if you have to go to rehab for exhaustion? Running? Are you addicted to exercise? Are you addicted to being awake? Right. So then where my internet journey kind of took me is obviously reading about Casey Johnson is very sad, but there was just a lot of drama surrounding her and Courtney and Tila Tequila um, because Courtney also dated Tila Tequila, but then Casey and Tila got engaged right before Casey passed away. Um, but what was very interesting is that, so Courtney was in rehab and she's actually mm-hmm. been to rehab eight times, but we'll get Whoa. to Whoa, she's like yeah. a Jason Waller. Yes. So, but her first stint was in March, 2009. And then by December, 2009, when Casey was with Tila Tequila, Casey was arrested for breaking into another ex-girlfriend's home and stealing things. Um, She also masturbated in the woman's bed, left the vibrator out, took a shower, and then stole her things. Um, Props. Props. Mad props. I know. Um, But interestingly enough, apparently Casey went to visit Courtney to, you know, have a hang and bang. And Courtney saw all the stolen things. Like she recognized the goods as belonging to their mutual friend. And Courtney is the one who ratted her out. (gasps) Wow. And that's why Casey got arrested for grand theft. Wow. Yep. And she said it's because she wanted Casey to get help and she knew she wasn't going to. So I think that's when she was clean and sober and doing well and was like, passed it off. I could see that. I I mean, I'll buy that. I could see that. Yeah. And I think- at that point, they had tried several interventions on Casey Johnson and it just wasn't working. So I feel like Courtney kind of took it into her own hands. This is little sidebar, but this story is making me feel like Tinsley Mortimer would have made an amazing celebrity, a celebrity lesbian. Yes, exactly. Like she, would, she could drop right into this group, no probs. Yes. And this group, there are several like, um, I don't want to call them documentaries, but they are they're like weird specials that people made about these girls like there's one called it girls and it's about the hiltons and the johnsons and all that and we need to find them um probably on vimeo yeah because vimeo is where they had that amazing um paris hilton like or that or was it the it was the hills the hills documentary yeah but the, oh heidi and spencer i'm sorry it was just about spidey but like that that was on vimeo so i bet we can find it on vimeo yeah because i'll these- just these ladies are like, I mean, you can tell this is two weeks in a row, two episodes in a row that I am all in on the internet about these hoedown lowdowns. So another, <clears throat> I couldn't tell how seriously to take this and I couldn't really corroborate it. But in 2014, Courtney told Radar Online that she had plans to open her own treatment center after going to rehab eight times. Okay. And she says, quote, I'm a therapist now. And she apparently finished her master's in clinical psychology. Wow. Right. That's impressive if it's true. Right. And she says, at one point I was diagnosed an alcoholic, had an eating disorder and was a diagnosed drug addict. And she admits that losing Casey in early 2010 is kind of what helped her like turn her life around. 
But when I tried to search further to see if she ever did open a treatment center, I could find no record of one. I'm guessing not because if she had, there would be links to it in like her Twitter and her Instagram. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's that. Yeah. And then she has a pretty long interview with Curve Magazine, which is a lesbian magazine from 2018. And they called her, quote, lesbian X, the woman who has reportedly bedded all the Hollywood girls we all know on a first name basis. Lindsay, Paris, Tila, Casey, Brittany, Jasmine, maybe a girl from the hills and certainly someone from 90210. What? Yeah. She slept with Paris and Brittany? And so who from 90210? I think I they wonder mean, if they mean the reboot or the original. No, they mean the reboot for sure. Wow. Yeah. I don't see, I mean, Brittany, maybe I could see, but I don't see Paris even dipping the tiniest toe into the lady pond. I think that was also, those are just who the rumors were, but it's still, who is it from the Hills? Um, Audrina. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would not be surprised if she finger banged Audrina at the banquet at some club. Yeah, I could see that. Or maybe, yeah. maybe Stephanie Pratt, if they were all like drugged out together. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah, that's a possibility. Right. But I, I feel like it reads Audrina to me, but. Yeah, so then, so she refers to herself as the Don Juan of the lesbian world and good on her, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty impressive list. Um, and the article says on the heels of her new reality show, but again, I couldn't find any record of that either. I don't know what they were referring to. And this was almost four years ago. Well, now I'm wondering, was she in the real L word? Like, which I watched no. at the time. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't in that. So uh-huh. I don't know. No, there was no one overtly famous in that. Oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, because it would have been before I knew who she really, she wouldn't have been on my radar when I was watching the real L word. So I was like, oh, was she in it? And I just didn't remember, but. Right. Um, so in this interview with Curve 2, she refers to Tila Tequila as her best friend and admits Still? that they, yeah. And I thought they had a huge falling out after Casey passed away. And I thought Tila is a Nazi. Yeah. Like literally, like, isn't she a Nazi? Yeah. And then, so the other thing that's weird about this interview is she said that she and Casey are together now and she calls Casey the love of her life. And then I realized that Casey had died eight years before. So I was like, Courtney, what are you talking about? And then I wondered if the date on the article was wrong. It's it so- must be, right? Like that's, I don't know. It was a lot of her interviews are kind of like, huh? Um, But anyway, (laughs) getting more up to speed. If you, that's the fun stuff to read about though, is like Courtenay in her heyday, who she, who she dated and the women just follow that thread. It's a lot of fun. Um, But so these days, Courtenay is apparently producing movies. That's kind of what her social media bio says, but she only has one producer credit and it is a movie, The Sinners, which came out in 2020. However, the description of the movie also sounds like something we should watch, even though it looks terrible. Um, it says, an A-list girl click starts a secret cult where each of them must embody one of the seven deadly sins. Oh, I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. 
Well, it reminds me of that movie we watched that PC was in. What was that? Oh, um, oh shoot. I have the book sitting over there about the drug dealer. Yeah. No, I can't remember. Yeah, it looks like a even worse version of that. So then Courtenay is now kind of splitting time between London and Los Angeles. And she really fell in love with London. She went, she was supposed to only stay in London for a month. She didn't say why, according to the Scottish Daily Mail, but that she ended up sort of falling in love with it and is now living there. And these quotes were why she explained her move. She said, Knightsbridge has the cleanest supermarkets and there's no trash on the streets. (laughs) Okay. And then she said, I had to run because the Hollywood I know doesn't exist. The chic old Hollywood is over. I noticed that when hashtag me too came crashing down. Oh God. I know. So she's anti the me too movement. Apparently. So my big well, take. She has best friends with Tila Tequila, the Nazi. I don't, I mean. I know. So my big takeaway is that like Courtney seems like she's doing much better. Went through quite a spiral, but is still pretty all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if she is friends with Stephanie Pratt now. I mean, they're both in London. They're both sober. They're both from reality TV. Maybe they hang out in London. Maybe. In this super clean grocery store together. I know. In our dreams, they hang out. (laughs) But yeah, that's Courtney. Ah, Well, that was good. That was a really good hoedown lowdown. I'm here for it. There was also talk of her assaulting a bouncer and... There, she had some, she's got a rap sheet, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does not surprise me at all. No. Uh-uh. So her In fact, jer- I would be shocked if she didn't have a rap sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Fun Google, though. Well, I'm going to do some extra Googling on my own after this. because I can't wait to, like, really get into it. I couldn't even finish it. It was really hard to piece together the timeline of her love life, too. It's yeah, I'm going to do a dive. Uh, yeah. There's some my, serious overlap old, too. I think. I don't know. I could maybe reach out to her on Facebook. She's hard to find, but my, my, one of my old roommates is kind of like a lesbian power player in LA. I'll have to see if she like has come across her. Yeah. Do it. All right. Are you ready for episode three? I am a calf named Fred Siegel and RIP Fred Siegel. Yeah, I know. I loved Fred Siegel. I'm very sad it's not in existence anymore. As much as Courtenay? Um, probably not as much as Courtenay, but a lot. And I also am sad that here on the East Coast, at least in the D.C. area, we never got department stores with food. No. Like, I think it's lovely that like, you can go to like a Barney's and get food and Fred Siegel and get food. I mean, briefly, there was a restaurant at the Neiman Marcus at my work, but like it wasn't even there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we open the episode and it is breakfast time. It is 8.30 in the morning and the cattle crew is saying that they got to sleep in. Um, the, I would say the overall theme of this episode is that people are starting to melt down and they're hating their surroundings. <laughs> and it's been like three days. <laughs> yes, yeah. Everybody is really like, they're starting to lose it now. Yeah. Um, so Brittany says she's not enjoying the surroundings and she's fine to rough it for a week, but two weeks, like they didn't know what they signed up for or how long they would be there. Well, and uh, the weird thing is later, someone says three weeks. So I'm like, which is it? I don't know. And someone says it's not cute. 
And we hear people say the phrase not cute like five times in this episode. Yeah. So this is beyond roughing it, they say. It's getting more and more rustic. And Fabian says it's, quote, not very fair. <laughs> so, okay, Fabian. Um, and did you see that Haley was using a hairdryer in their tent? Yes, I put that in my notes that they very obviously have a generator. There's yeah. no such thing as a cordless blow dryer. There is not. I fucking wish there was. It would make my life at work so much easier. There isn't one. They can't make it. It would be too heavy. So they have a generator. They're using blow dryers. They're obviously, I mean, I know flip phones carry a charge a lot longer than a current cell phone, but not for two weeks. So they're plugging no. their phones in somewhere. Like they have electricity. Like calm the fuck down. Yeah. Um, and Fabian starts to throw a fit about his laundry mm-hmm. and his shirts. So... I'm curious about this. So he's, he's furious that his clothes are not being like cleaned for him almost daily, I guess. And so the ranch hands are just annoyed of him. They tell him they're going to get him a washboard and he wants, he basically wants an assistant for the crew. Like being dirty is not something they signed up for. And he says one of the most out of touch things ever, which is I don't consider having your laundry done as being pampered. Yes. I have news for you, Fabian. It That's is being pampering. Here. Yeah. Um, so my question is, did were they not told how many things to pack? Are all of their things dirty already? Are they all changing too often? Like I don't I don't quite understand how they're all out of clothes or whether they're just being bitches about the fact that they're dirty. Um, I think it's a combo of a lot of things. I think some of it may be that they um i think some of it is that they truly probably don't have enough clothes i mean because i I have a feeling they packed all their regular clothes all of their like fashiony whatever and so now they're realizing that they have to wear jeans and stuff they can get dirty and gross so probably the dirty and gross clothes they have is a smaller amount than the clothes they brought all together on top of that i think it's fake yeah like i think it's for drama like i think that a lot of it is for drama okay Fair enough. Um, He also says that having things stripped, like basic human rights of having someone do your laundry is ridiculous. One of the ranch hands since Fabian puts shame to supermodels, like with how high maintenance he is. And I thought that was kind of funny. So Um, that was uh, Joshua said that. Yeah. And so then Fabian. I'm finally learning their names. Yeah. So then Fabian also calls their conditions strenuous and he makes a phone call to someone that might be seeking employment to help them. And he got the phone number from Jared. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Me either. Like Like if you, if the ranch hands and the owner of the ranch are so like anti all of this bullshit, then why are they um, giving him the name of an assistant? Like it made no sense whatsoever. I didn't get that either. And So I guess Fabian makes this phone call and says like, Hey, I heard you might be seeking employment. And you know, if you want to come help us out. Huh? And I think nothing comes of it. Like that's the most frustrating part. It's not like this guy shows up next episode. I I think that like it went nowhere. Yeah. I I don't know. It was very strange. And then they pick new captains and the two captains from the previous episode get to choose. So George and Shana get to choose. Um, George chooses Fabian And Shanna chooses Alexander. Yes. So, yeah. And then their first activity, they go to learn how to rope. Which, honestly, when 
Courtenay was doing her like little roping dance. Like it was making me laugh. And I love that she was like, it's the best way to get a man. And I'm she like, said to rein in a man. Yeah, I'm like, you don't want a man, honey. Um, also, do we think this is why um, Kourtney Kardashian named her son Rain? <laughs> Maybe. Um, also, can we recognize the fact that Kourtney Kardashian did not say one word? She didn't speak the whole episode. She said something was not cute. She was one of the not cute. Oh, she did say a not cute? Well, that was it. Yeah, like, she said two words. Bit. Yep, she said two words. So then there's a little bit of drama in this activity because... Fabian throws a rope on a cow and then just like lets the cow run off with the rope attached, which is not what you're supposed to do. And Jared has to like wrestle the rope off the cow. And with the cow- Noah pulling on its tail, which was weird. Right. Because the cow was kind of going nuts a little mm-hmm. bit. And so like, I guess they, they all get kind of pissed off at Fabian because it was unsafe for him to do that and sort of lackadaisically throw this rope. But then again, nothing really comes of it. And he did it because he had roped previously. Yeah. At like an Argentina or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so then they're all walking back from the activity and Alex and Courtenay fantasize about having lunch. And Courtenay says she'd be having lunch at Fred Siegel. And then we learn the story that she went through a phase of a month straight spending at least $2,000 a day on her mother's credit card that was on file at Fred Siegel. And now the staff knows not to let her do that. Um, I would think if she spent $60,000 in a month, yeah, I'd put a little stop to her credit card too. Yes. Um, and Alex admits that Courtney makes him laugh a lot, but that he's still taken aback by Brittany. And then Brittany says she has no sexual attraction to Alex. None, but I got very excited because she then whipped out her sidekick, her bejeweled sidekick. I got very excited when I saw that. Yes. Um, and then they have a conversation about driving and Courtenay talks about how like she had to get driving lessons to learn how to drive a stick. Is that what happened? Oh, I see. I didn't get the stick shift part. I got her saying how she like couldn't drive and she like hit multiple things and she couldn't figure it out. And she wanted to get rid of her car, but then she got a car that was tectonic. So it wasn't a stick. And that was a little better. I, I don't know. Basically she's a terrible driver. Yeah. I mean, so is Haley apparently. Yeah. So, and then we find out that two cows are ready to give birth. <laughs> and we start on pregnant cattle watch. Yeah. It, it reminded me of Panda watch in Anchorman. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so they all take shifts to monitor the cow. I don't know why they needed four people to sit on their ass and smoke cigarettes and stare at a fucking cow, but whatever. Um, well, and Fabian wants to induce labor, and it's yes. very sad to find out that they cannot do that. Yes. Um, but now we know that when cows are about to give birth, they lie down and apparently they swish their tails a lot because they're yeah. like they're getting uncomfortable. So yeah. Now we all know. Um, so then the chef <laughs> serves them all swing and sirloin, um, which is silly to me because I don't know why they just didn't call it Rocky mountain oysters, which is what it's called. And they even referred to it as that, and these idiot kids would not have known what that was. So like, just call it that. I feel like one person maybe would have known and ruined it for the group. Maybe that's why. Um, well, I am here to say like, I, first of all, I think it's awful when people like trick you with food. Like I'm not here for that. No. Um, and then number two, I have eaten calf balls mistakenly um, because when I went to prom as a freshman, thank you very much. 
Um, <laughs> the only freshman boy in high school to go to prom. Um, they, um, we went to a French restaurant that no longer exists in DC called Maison Blanc. I was by the Capitol. It was very fancy. And of course it was, it was me and another, me, my, me and my date and another couple. And the female and the other couple was in like French four or something. And she's like, I'm going to order in French. Like, cause of all the menus, she's like, I'll order for everybody. And I'm like, Oh, well I like veal. Well, she ordered me fucking veal testicles for my appetizer. Um, they were disgusting. They had little veins. They were literally, it was like eating like a racquetball. Like it was, I mean, it was foul. So I feel for these people. Like I feel very much for them. So you had a Brenda and Donna veal brains moment. Well, the hysterical part is that I ended up eating balls and my friend Shane got brain. Ugh. Also not knowing. Yeah, no. it was fucking disgusting. And hundreds of dollars. Like it was just all around terrible. <laughs> not a good experience. It's so Brenda and Donna of you. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I believe Courtney is the one, this is where she says it's not cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in this episode, we also get a few random like flashbacks from cast members, like intro tapes or like whatever. And after the bull testicles, we learned that Courtney is a Hollywood heiress. They split their time between Malibu and Bel Air and they were friends with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and she had everything handed to her on a silver platter, but you know, she was also raised by nannies and she really grew up on her own. I thought it was interesting that she referred to herself as a Hollywood heiress because she doesn't live in Hollywood and her dad's in tech. Yes. She also gives interviews about the difference now. Oh, she does? Yeah. She says like, it's different when you're a, a Hollywood heiress, but my dad was embarrassed because he's not an actor or a rock star. He's a businessman. Yeah, I know. She, weird. she plays both sides of that coin. Not surprising. <laughs> um, so this is where Courtney has a little confessional meltdown. She said she's a brat and she's going to complain. She doesn't like horses and she doesn't like cows. And Brittany says there's no way that Courtney will birth a calf. No. Yeah. And then, and they, then they both skip watch. They both skip cow watch. They say like, we're not doing it. We're just going to sleep in the tent. Yes. Yep. And then it is day six and some of them stayed up all night watching for the pregnant cows. Yeah. Which is actually kind of impressive, although I guess a waste of time. Um, so they're supposed to be up at seven 30 and on the trail by eight 30 and Fabian and Joshua are just getting into it left and right about everything. Well, before that happens, we have to see there was a milestone at the 20 minute mark. We finally see George Foreman, the <laughs> third 20 minutes into the show. Yeah. We finally see and hear from George Foreman, the third. He didn't speak at all this episode. I don't think. No, I, he, I mean, again, he and Courtney and again, and I'm later on at, well, four minutes after the 24 minute mark, we finally hear from Shauna Na. <laughs> when she comes out of the tent in her Hulk shirt. Oh my God. That was so meta. <laughs> Like you guys, she comes out freaking out on Noah, like having like hulking out in a Hulk shirt. Like it, it was is, amazing. It's incredible. It's really good. It's it's really really good. good. Um, so then anyway, Fabian is just on this thing that he doesn't like getting talked to like a child. And I agree where he's coming from, but also I don't think Fabian would just, he just doesn't want direction from anybody. So Joshua and let's not forget that while he complains about not wanting to be spoken to like a child, he speaks to everyone else like yes. they are a child. Yes. So like Joshua is a dick, but Fabian's a baby. And so like, I don't know who's, whose side I'm on. 
It was also hard to take Fabian seriously because did you notice what he was wearing? No. He was wearing a polo shirt, long johns, and a towel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did notice that. I wondered what the fuck he was wearing as he walked away. Yeah, a little weird. Yes. And so then everyone's getting on their horses and Courtenay hates her horse and she calls it a freak. (laughs) And she's, she's scared of it. Like she's scared of her own horse, which is not a good place to be. And so Jared gets on it and her horse like wigs out on Jared a little bit. And so I think it like proves her right that her horse is a bit of a challenge. A hundred percent, but it was really annoying. Was it Jared or Joshua? Jared. So it was really annoying that Jared then didn't say like, oh, you're right. This horse is a monster and I can't control it either. Because he did not do any better than her. And he doesn't say that to her and just acts like, oh, it's fine. No. And it's not like she could get really injured. Yeah. Um, So then, of course, we have the obligatory scene of the actual cattle drive where it's just like fucking pandemonium and everyone yells. Um, Alexander thinks that everything is going smoothly and he actually very sweetly tries to help Courtenay with her horse and sort of gives her some direction on how to use her reins a little better, which I thought was very sweet. And like, as her captain, he was doing a good job. Um, and should we talk about the name of the new camp? Yes. Fawn Pond. Yeah. But at least it's sort of normal-ish. I feel like the other ones have been. (laughs) Yeah. This is not mutilation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then four cattle apparently get loose and Fabian is the one who like charges after them. Yeah. Quite impressively. Everyone was really all over the map in my book in this episode. (laughs) Like I didn't know what was happening. So then Joshua goes after Fabian to like help him and seems impressed. And then Joshua takes a horrible fall off his horse which lands on him twice like they roll like it was bad it looked scary as hell and he said if he had not fallen in a marsh like the horse would have paralyzed him probably that would have been an exciting twist yeah would not have expected that Um, like and then they would have made all of the celebrity children have to take care of his rehab yes that's a show i would be here for like a version of misery yeah So then the loose cattle are retrieved. They get to camp and Fabian. This is where we get another Fabian moment. And he starts freaking out about the fact that they're drinking lemonade out of bowls. Which confused me because at first I was like, oh, that's weird. They have no cups. But then we find out they had cups. They just wouldn't wash them. Correct. So Fabian just gets pissed off that their cups weren't clean enough to drink out of. And so Joshua says, wash them. Yeah. (laughs) Like wash them. And Fabian says, we are not savages. Um, And then he also, so he and Joshua get into it about the cups and like, who's going to wash them and who's responsible for them. And it seems that the outcome is that they're each going to take possession of like a cup plate and a bowl and put their name on it. And you have to wash your own shit. That's fine. Yeah, great. Yeah. That sounds like a very camping thing to do, actually. Um, and then after he has this like blow up with Joshua, Fabian tells Maria, we'd really appreciate some compliments. And he, oh, and he won't be changing his expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the heiress people, heirs and heiresses, think that Fabian's doing like a great job as their advocate. 
Um, I also liked when he wanted smokeless firewood. He, yes, that was another thing. He threw a fit about the dirty cups. And then he said, is it too much to get a smokeless fire? Like, first of all, I didn't even know that was a thing back then. I mean, I know it is now. Like, my cousin has that smokeless, like, fire pit. But they it's a big metal thing. They couldn't haul it from campsite to campsite. Like, I don't even think they made smokeless fire back then. No. And also, like, gas. what the fuck do they all care if they smell like smoke when they all smoke cigarettes all the time? Oh, I don't think it was the smell that was bothering him. I think it was, like, probably getting in his face and making him cough and stuff. Yeah, I'd rather smell like, a, well, actually, no, I love smelling like cigarettes, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, campfire smell is great. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to smell like that. I, it's just, he's such a brat. And everyone is team Fabian, but Noah. I know. Noah is team battle bosses. Right. However, then Fabian made me laugh, like, immediately after me wanting to, like, wring his neck. And they're going back down to the pregnant cows for cow watch. And he said, we're riding bareback to go get cows. Where's my tranquilizer gun? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the cows is lying down. Um, and so for that, I have a quick justice yeah. for the celebrities in this or celeb you adjacent. They Maria has a little confessional. Yeah. In it, she is wearing a full face of makeup, more oh, makeup than the girls in the show. And her hair is note. Yes. So I said, fuck you. Yeah, I said this female cattle crew has so much makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. She and had like, full- why are you giving all the other members a hard, the, all the girls a hard time for doing their hair and makeup when meanwhile your Maria is made up more than any of them? Yeah. I noticed that too. Although I haven't noticed it previously and I wonder if maybe they just like threw her a bone and gave her some glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that was professionally <laughs> done because it was not the best makeup job. No, it was pretty intense, even on camera. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was self-inflicted. Yeah. But anyway, one of the cows is lying down and it's clearly time for the cow to give birth. And Maria says that like losing a baby cow is losing money. Like that's the whole point. Um, (laughs) And then this is where we get Noah lecturing everyone about the dishes. And so Joshua told them all that they were responsible for their own dishes, which yes, good. And Noah stops and looks around the campsite and just sees that there are dirty plates and cups and stuff just like thrown into the grass. And so he says like, this is what Joshua was talking about. Like pick them up and wash them. She comes, she, you can hear her yell at Noah from a tent. And then all of a sudden she bursts through the tent in her Hulk (laughs) shirt and starts screaming at him and says like, quit bitching and do something about it. Well, he's not going to pick up all your fucking cups and wash them. No, and I thought it was a little strange. I mean, I know they hate each other, but Shanana also seems like kind of a more down-to-earth person. And it shocks me that she wouldn't clean her own dish and ball. You know what I mean? Like, I get it from Brittany, and I get it from Courtney, and I get it from Courtney, um, and definitely from Fabian. But, like, I feel like George Foreman and Shanana, like, I feel like they would happily wash their own. You know what I mean? Like, they don't seem as pampered. Also, how long does it take to rinse lemonade out of a cup? Not long. Correct. And (laughs) And crunchy fried bull testicles. Right. And this is not fine China. This is, this is camping stuff. Like it, it's built to last. Like you can scrub it pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. So anyway, the cow is going into labor and they're all walking towards the pen where the cow is. And I definitely saw 
a ranch hand we hadn't seen before or a vet with like a giant tech box behind them. I don't know if you Oh, for that. sure. I mean, there. I'm sure there's tons of people we're not seeing that are yeah. there with them. Yeah. I mean, first of all, whoever's setting up camp for them. Yeah. Don't, yeah. All the hot ranch hands we're probably not seeing. Maybe we'll see them in the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> so then Courtney and Noah get elected to help the cow deliver. Um, and we forgot to mention that Jared taught them briefly earlier when they were on cow watch about how to use these like chains to pull a baby calf out. You basically find its hoofs, you put a chain around it and you pull. Yeah. Um, so the ranch hands are worried because the cow is kind of struggling. And so obviously this baby needs to be chained or whatever. And so Noah and Courtenay find a hoof and they chain her and they actually pull the calf out. Courtenay doesn't want to get mud on her Uggs, but I was like very proud of Courtenay. She did a great job. She did a really, it was, it was gross. I wouldn't have been able to do that. No, it was gross. It was super gross. Although I probably would have rather done that than burn an animal, but it was still very hard. Cause that's, that's at least a natural process and something that's going to make the mother feel better as opposed to burning her. But like, it was, and it was also, tough. Was it breach? And that's think- why they had to pull it? So I think the, the mother, they were saying that she was just kind of like stalling, which was like not good for her. And it's better to just like make it happen. I think they facilitated just so she wouldn't be dawdling. Yeah. I mean, cause I feel like in the wild cows probably have babies by themselves all the time. Yes. Um, like in India. Well, they timed the pulling like with the cow's contraction. And I thought it was sweet that Maria was like comforting the cow, like up by her head and was like, did you see her petting the cow? Uh-huh. Um, but where I died a little inside is when they start pulling, they zoom in on the cow's face and you can see that her eyes bulge because she's clearly yeah. like in so much pain. I was like, oh. Um, so anyway, it's it's a lot. It was a lot on camera, but Courtenay and Noah, but I'm more proud of Courtenay because it's her. They did a really good job. Like it was they gross. Did. And the rest of them were just standing around horrified and doing nothing. Alexander popped in a little bit. Like okay. he got behind them and helped a little. So that's, that's right. Because Courtenay was also so light. She had a really hard time pulling. Yeah. But she did a really good job. I thought she was actually episode MVP. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. I'm a little surprised they didn't throw Shanana onto it because she's so strong. So strong. She could, like no. ripped that cow right at her. Oh yeah. And kudos to Noah. I forgot that when the calf came out, just like a baby newborn, you have to clear its nasal passages so that it can breathe. And Noah did it. Yeah. So they, they both the did, yeah, they um, both did a really good job. Super gross to me out that they weren't cleaning the calf off. I, so me too. But then I think they let the mother do it. Oh, well, she needs to get busy. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, she's someone wiped it. Someone wiped down the baby. <laughs> I know. The baby cow was cute, though. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, so then later, Courtenay and Noah have a conversation about what they should name the cow. And Courtney names the cow Fred Siegel, the thing she's missing the most. And Brittany <laughs> is not here for it. She thinks it's stupid and dumb to name a, a cow after a store. Yeah, I know. She's really offended by it. I know. I thought it was, she thought it was very uncool, but whatever. Why not I like just it. Call, yeah. Why not just call the cow Fred? Who cares? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe eventually they could have served Fred Siegel the cow at Fred Siegel the store in the restaurant. There you go. 
<laughs> Fred um, Siegel by Fred Siegel. Yes. So then this is where we find out which team wins the episode, which is of course like the part that I don't care about whatsoever. Um, and Fabian's team actually wins $5,000 for charity. And Courtenay is mad because she feels like she really stepped up with the cow. And Joshua admits that like they were neck and neck. Like they really, they both did a good job. Um, but then what does he say made the difference? Um, I don't remember, which is stupid because I watched it like an hour ago, but I feel like it probably was when Fabian ran after the missing cows. Well, no, but that I think that's what drove him ahead. But he was saying like, it's little things that made them lose, like the attitude or their, their oh, oh, or oh, something. I know what it was. It was because she and Brittany didn't say oh, miss yes. That's because yes. they miswatched. That's why. It's because they miswatched. I forgot. And they didn't tell them that they weren't doing watch. Yeah. Yeah. But then Courtney's the one that delivered the cow. So I was kind of team Courtney on this one, but. Uh, me too. I was too. And pulling a calf out is a lot more involved than chasing after four loose cows, but whatever. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so then um, the losing team has to do laundry. And it's Alex and um, Brittany that get nominated to do the laundry. Yep. And Fabian says, I refuse to clean my own things. Yeah. I, but I'm mad that we didn't get then footage of them doing the laundry. Like, I, I feel like that's not actually going to happen. No, of course it didn't. There's no way. There's no way they wash all those people's clothes with a washboard. No, of course not. No. Um, and then next time we get, um, it looks like they're taking their phones away. Um, Noah talks a bunch and Fabian goes too far. It's going to happen. Yeah, definitely going to happen. I'm excited for when you do Fabian's um, hoedown lowdown, just because it's, um, uh, it's very, his life now is very different from what he presents on this show. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Well, at least in a little bit, I found just when looking for his social media so I could follow him. Okay. Well, stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. Um, okay, well, we will see you guys in the new year. I hope all of you have a lovely rest of your holiday season and have an amazing New Year's. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>